Good evening, Bob. How are you doing this evening? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Nice. Uh, so here we are. We're going to be talking about comic books. Yeah, and we we're not zoomed. No, we're not zoomed. We are in a uh, we are in the store. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, let's see. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. This was a huge week. Yeah, I will confess to definitely not reading anything all the way through except oh. Ultra Mega. <laughs> Holy crap. I got so much stuff that I did not read. Um, is a, is be, enormous. It, it sucked because I started and I read uh, Ultra Mega and then I read uh, the uh, whatever the orphan book was, the James Stoko book. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, now I've read the two best books. Fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm out of great stuff. Yeah, well, you still had a post-Americana. Yes, true, but I didn't get to it. I put that at the end because I was like, eh, it's so far along that it's. I don't really need to read it for the podcast. Totally. Um, oh, my God. Okay, so uh, let's do this. Uh, first off, we've got a book from Black Mask called Alice in Leatherland, <laughs> which is... I read and okay. I was because I was like, I don't understand. Like, I assumed it was a porn comic with the name, um, but it's from Black Mask. So I knew that it was just a political something or other. And it is. It's kind of the joke is it's this kind of uh, it's this woman who's writing a book about like fairies and it's about herself and about how she's blooming and it's like a kid's book and she's very reserved and in like in her own head and then she responds to this ad for uh for a roommate and she moves in with these people who are like crazy dominatrix like sex workers yeah and it's a it's a fish out of water kind of thing, and it's pretty fun. Yeah, I flipped through it, and it def- it definitely didn't. I have to remember to point myself yeah. at the microphone. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it it did like it, it. I assumed when I read it, I was like, "What is this?" And then it just seemed like yeah, a yeah. kind of like a like a diary style. Like yeah. this is my experience of you know whatever. It seemed pretty like kind of mundane, almost like just normal yeah. kind of. No, it, and it was it was well written, well illustrated, and yeah, it's fun. Art was it's, cool. It, it's definitely going to be somebody's cup of tea. Yeah. Um, Alien number two is out, which is obviously awesome. <laughs> I love this book. We finally see an alien for the first time. Uh, well, I mean, we saw a pile of them in a big splash, but this is the first like real alien reveal, and it's pretty great. Nice. Uh, what do we got here? Avatar, The Last Airbender, Rift Omnibus, and we've got Avengers 45, King and Black tie-in. Not really. It says it is, but it doesn't It's like a blade thing, and there was like a big blade moment in the end Huge. of King and Black, so I, th- yeah. I, would, I, didn't, I did not flip through this. Um, <laughs> I honestly want to spoil this one. Ooh, do it. You know what? Okay, so <laughs> if you're reading this, I'm sorry I'm about to spoil this. But it's it's important if this is something that anybody wants to get on. Um, this has a blade thing where it's essentially blade becomes the sheriff of this newly established vampire country. So Dracula has declared sovereignty and he's like, ah, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, yeah, except the U.N. has now said that blade has to come in <laughs> as sheriff of this new vampire nation. And wackiness is going to ensue. So I'm pretty excited about that. I think that's yeah, fun. That's cool. So, yep. Avengers 45. I think that's going to kick off something cool. Um, 
we got a trade of Batman Creature of the Night was, finally. Was there an um, Amazing Spider-Man? Uh, there is an Amazing Spider-Man. It's number 64. Ah. And I don't know if that's an A or an S, but... It is an A. It's not a very good one, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm so bored with this Spider-Man story. It's I like just, an A minus. I just want Nick Spencer to leave. <laughs> yeah. I apparently wanted it so bad that one podcast I said he was leaving, and he absolutely is not. Yeah, I, I feel like... I actually bought the last issue, and I kind of was like into it, uh, but it does really feel like that... Superior Foes book, like it's, which I think he was the writer of. It just yes. feels like a continuation, continuation of that, but with Spider Man, it's like more of an ensemble book, and that's not really what I'm looking for in a in a Spider Man book personally. But you know, yeah, no, who knows? I, agree. I don't know. I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum, just not for me. Agree. Um. Oh, Batman Fortnite zero point number one. <laughs> this is a big one. I actually this, did not even open the plastic on the a, one, even though I bought this. This is a very expensive book where people are like buying them left and right because they have a code where your character can get a, uh, I believe this one is a Harley Quinn suit, but if you get all five issues, it unlocks a Batman armor suit for your Fortnite characters. And so cool so guaranteed like best-selling comic of the of the month like hands down i mean except that like i don't think most stores were most stores saw batman Fortnite and went uh three (sighs) i don't know (laughs) i mean if they knew that it had that code like that's a huge crossover audience it was not really advertised uh, that well that the code was part of it i mean i only knew about it because people told me well, maybe it's a thing where DC like made a shit ton of them and sent them out to like books a million or like yeah, wherever probably. the fuck, and there's that like a be, million of them out there. In the that world. would be my guess. Um, I don't know if way. books a million was the right store to <laughs> say for that, but yeah, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I know there's like these huge retail stores that they they will get comics for like this kind of thing, or at least that they have in the past. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Know, um, we'll see. Anyway, it looks anyway. It, it looks interesting enough that I picked it up because I just want to see it, but it's in a plastic bag and I, I just didn't open it. I did read it. It's. I'm going to be disappointed, aren't I? You are. Fuck. It's bad. <laughs> I mean, it. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something where it was going to, I don't know, maybe reference Fortnite somehow obliquely, uh, but instead, it's literally he's dropped into Fortnite. So basically, Batman wakes up in the world of Fortnite, and he's like, why are people shooting at me? And why are they building houses? My <laughs> goodness, it seems so affordable to buy skins. I don't see why these people aren't buying more. It sucks. <laughs> Weird. Fuck I see. This. I know almost nothing about Fortnite. I've seen, like, the omnipresent, like, merchandise. So, yeah. like, I'm familiar with some of the designs of the characters and whatnot. But yeah. I know it's, like, one of the biggest things in the world. But I don't – I just kind of was like, eh. Yeah. Whatever. I'll take a, I'll take a dive on it. They put it in a plastic bag. If I had been able to open it up, I probably wouldn't have bought it. But, you <laughs> the know. art wasn't bad. Well, that's cool. Um, but eh, whatever. Um, we got uh, Batman Ra's al Ghul, number six of six. Yeah. That's a thing. We got Bequest number two, which no one is reading. But that's okay. It's not really, I don't know, not really my thing. Although it is that guy that did the Batman Turtles comic. Yeah, Freddie Williams. Great artist. Freddie Williams three. But it's not really my thing. Uh, we got the Billy Holiday uh, graphic novel, which is 
I don't know what it is because I can't see it because it's sealed in plastic, but it looks good. Um, cool. At least at first blush. Yeah, it looks good. Nice packaging. Uh, nice trade dress. Black Knight, Curse of the Ebony Blade number two. I flipped through this so fast for whatever reason. It was like the last thing in my stack, and I was like, oh, Black Knight, and I just like <laughs> literally just was like... Pfft. So yeah. like I'm I'm down with Black Knight. Yeah, I thought the first one was great, yeah. so uh, I'm assuming this one's probably pretty good too. Uh, we got the Kelly Thompson Black Widow trade. We've got uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer trade volume five. Got a new Captain Marvel, which is number 28. Nice. And a Captain Marvel trade for uh, Volume 5, The New World. Also, we've got that uh, The Carnage, Black and White and Blood, number two. <laughs> that first one was fun. Yeah. I didn't check this one out because there was too much shit this week. There was, indeed. And I also am the same. Yeah, but it was cool. Um, Okay, Catwoman, number 30. I flipped through this. It looks great. This is the Rom V run. That's continuing and and just yeah, it just looks like the next chapter in the ongoing storyline, which is like uh, people are hunting down the Batman, various Batman costume villains like the Riddler and shit, and Catwoman is involved. It's good. Romvi's just a great writer. Yeah, he absolutely is. All right. I wonder how weird I sound with this mask on. You sound normal to okay, me. Okay, good. I'm hoping so. <laughs> I feel like I can hear myself breathing in a weird way because of the mask. Um, I didn't notice anything personally. Okay, good. But it also, like, I'm so used to Zoom that it's like... Exactly. It's so like, much oh, better. It's like normal, and we can hear each other talking in, in real time. In real time. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. Do-do-do. Where am I? Carnage. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry, I flipped through this too quick. Uh, oh, Champions. Was the last thing? Oh, yeah. Number six. This is a new story. This is the killer app story. And um, essentially, this is uh, the champions in their street disguises, in their uh, civilian clothes, infiltrating Roxxon, the evil Marvel Corporation. <laughs> so that's pretty fun. There you go. It works very nicely with the, the champions' uh, overall social justice thing that they're doing. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, we got... Kojakaru, the Skinner. This is one. just violent. Uh, just beheadings left and right, and it's like set. It's weird because it says it's set in 1938, but everybody looks like they're dressed in World War One. I've only flipped through this, so like it's a Mike Mignola, Christopher Golden. Is that right? That would make sense. Yeah. So it's uh, it's something that I'm I'm interested in. Just like the stuff that they do, it feels like kind of yep, Baltimore-ish. You know, yeah. like just kind of a a new a new concept that's probably tangentially connected to Sir Edward Gray or yeah. whatever else. You know, uh, it just it's just crazy violent and like I don't really know what's going on because I didn't read it. I just flipped through it, but there's Perfect. a lot of beheadings in it. <laughs> Oh, as you always want. <laughs> Let's see. Crimson Flower, number four. Yep. We got a trade for Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Darkest Night. My favorite um, night. <laughs> yeah, that was a. This is just a collection of lots of weird odds and ends. Um, speed Metal, uh, Trinity Crisis, mm-hmm. Death Metal, Multiverse's End. That was a good one. Death I liked guidebook. The, the Multiverse's End was good. So Multiverse's cool. End was great. That was the one that had a lot of Captain Carrot in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
That was actually the one that was Owl Owl Man was the main character yeah, yeah, yeah. in it, and uh, and he was just like totally badass. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, we've got uh, Deadpool by Joe Kelly, the complete collection trade paperback volume two out. Nice. And uh, they have apparently released a facsimile edition of the uh, one of the most classic splatter horror magazines of all time called Deep Red. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, it is a facsimile of the first ever edition of that. And uh, that's pretty cool. I'm excited to check that out. Nice. Um, Die, 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 Trade Paperback Volume 2. Eternals, number four. Firefly, brand new verse, number two, and Flash, 769. Did you read this? I did flip through it. Uh, it's I liked the last issue. Um, it seems like basically what's going on is I, I think it's Wally West, and he is like, his mind is like time traveling and getting stuck into different speedsters, and this one he's in a adult version of Impulse in the future, oh. and he is hanging out with this character called gold beetle which is like a amalgam of booster gold and blue beetle from the future and there's like a big adventure involving that but beyond that i couldn't really tell you too much because i didn't read anything cool (laughs) (laughs) um we've got uh flashpoint the 10th anniversary omnibus this thing is Fucking enormous. Um, yeah, it's like big like that who's who omnibus from yeah, last it's, week. It's one of the $150 omnibuses, Oosh. but it is literally, I believe, every single tie-in to that thing. And that was like, Flashpoint lasted like two months, right? So it was yeah. like two full months of every book DC put out. So the pages are like microscopically thin. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is an obscene amount of content. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. I mean, well worth it. I... There was only a handful of stuff that I didn't like from Flashpoint, honestly. I thought that I liked that Flashpoint. whole series ruled. Yeah, I mean, really, Flashpoint was like kind of like, right, because that, that was like right before New 52, and that was like when everything went to shit yes, for it was. quite a <laughs> kinda while. kind of was. <laughs> but Flashpoint was good. Yeah, even the weird stuff, even the like Lois Lane series and the, yeah, there was a bunch of great stuff in that. Yeah, yeah, I dug it. Um, there's a new G.I. Joe issue. Uh, I don't even know what this is. It's a one shot called Serpentor Uncoiled. Ooh. Uncoiled. <laughs> Sounds dirty. Does sound disgusting. Um, <laughs> Godzilla Monsters and Protectors number one is out. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, this looks actually really fun. It is really fun. I'm really happy they did this because this is something that the world has desperately needed. Uh, this is a kid's Godzilla book, which is... Which is to say an all-ages Godzilla book. It's basically the the team that wrote the Ghostbusters comic. Oh. So it's like the artist and writer of Ghostbusters. It's Eric Burnham and Dan Schoening. Uh, and it's beautiful. It's like, it's just a fun, like, teens controlling Godzilla story. <laughs> just like the 70s Godzilla cartoon. Yes. So how can you, how can you hate that? Yeah, I can't. You can't. You can't hate on that. I think it looks great. I expressed joy when I saw it. (laughs) Uh, Ha ha, number four. Ooh. Good stuff. (laughs) Dark clown comics. Love it. This (laughs) this was a really weird one. Yeah. Like, everything has been, like, pretty much down to earth. Everything's normal. You're like, okay, it's got a little twist at the end. This thing was 
out in the stratosphere. Yeah. This was bunker doodles. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I like, again, I just flipped through it and was like, oh, cool art. And I lo- love the cover of it. <laughs> it was, the cover to, cover yeah. uh, illustration for this book, the main, co- I assume what is the main yeah. cover. I don't know. Like with all that negative space, it's so cool. And uh, I saw that the next issue is drawn by um, Walta, the, um, the vision artist. Yes. So like really great. The last one was by language. I don't know the artist on this one um, yeah. in terms of like, it's not someone I recognize, but like really cool art. They did just seem like really kind of, out there yeah i'm really excited because issue six i just put in the order for and in the solicitation the whole thing is like and now we see how haha is just a tie-in to the ice cream man universe oh and so it's going to be like the ice cream man like like an explanation of where this fits in the world of that story i don't understand how ice cream man fits in with (laughs) ice cream man so i am just enjoying this really cool book about clowns and like it's not like necessarily horror like it's like dark (laughs) and creepy and weird but it's not like horror and i think that that is really cool i think that the clown um archetype i don't know what i'm word i'm really going for but like yeah like the clown archetype is like you're able to do a lot of like really interesting stuff with it and graphically it's like really interesting it's just like it's gotten this like stephen king like just a kind of wrecked clowns like as a (laughs) as like a metaphor for other things other than like also john wayne gacy uh, yeah i was gonna say john wayne gacy really had a lot to do with that (laughs) yeah he did piece of shit (laughs) uh but yeah no this is cool because it's like it's a modern you know uh like storytelling and just kind of using this like you know i don't know it's 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 a good series i like like everything else he does it's just super smart yeah it's good stuff yeah that language just it was great like i loved it it was so sad um i think that's the thing it's like it's not horror it's like sad yeah i mean because of clowns yeah it's always going to be sad when you get clowns in it. Yeah. Uh, we got I Walk With Monsters, number five. That is a thing that is out. Cool. Uh, we got a new issue of Horror Hound that's all about critters, which is awesome. Whoa. I uh, love me some critters. Oh, my yawn was not about critters. It was just Don't about being Don't you tired. dare yawn about critters. <laughs> I'm not. I swear. <laughs> uh, I'm we, excited about critters. We've got a an Immortal Hulk poster book, so it's just like gigantic sized. It's... Like tabloid sized, I think. Yeah, uh, and it's it's like comic page sized, almost yeah. like full size artboard sized. It's like close. You could, you could tear them out and use them as posters. I believe that is the. It is a literal poster book, like the old seventies version of a poster book. Yeah, like you would buy at a uh, uh, Scholastic book fair. Yeah, that kind of thing. Nice, awesome, cool. Uh, His covers for that series are fantastic. <laughs> So fantastic. And I am not a huge Alex Ross fan, but they are great covers. It is it is definitely the best art of his career, I think. Um, Jonah and the Unpossible Monsters number two is out. That's Chris Samney. Yeah, and his wife, um, Laura Samney, I think, but I could be wrong about oh. that. Um, she's writing it and he's drawing it. And uh, it's it's just a great book. It's like a, it's almost like a commandy kind of riff. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's a girl who is lost in a world of crazy monsters, and it just has amazing art. And his just his landscapes in it are 
so in, in amazingly good. It's just like such a beautiful, beautiful book. But the story has a lot of heart. It's cool. Yeah, I like it. Here's something interesting, which is strange to say about Justice League, but uh-huh. Justice League number sixty. Oh, interesting. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I liked how simple the artwork was. Yeah. It was really interesting to see a book that doesn't have, like, a book that is a team book at DC where every panel isn't so jammed full of shit that you don't know what you're supposed to look at. Yeah. Another thing I really appreciated about it is, like, in the old days, like, when I was a kid kid and first discovering DC and Justice League, every Justice League comic, it was not every one, but a lot of them had, like, the roll call at the beginning where it was, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, And they kind of did that in this one, too, where it's, like, you see, like... It's kind of like they tried to modernize it, though, uh, a little bit. But, you know, um, but, yeah, you should say some more about what you liked about the first part, and then I'll say something else. Oh, I mean, I liked the I liked the cast. I enjoyed the fact that it had like I liked Black Adam in this. I liked the fact that he's going through a character arc, mm-hmm. and he's changing. Uh, the dynamic between Green Arrow and Superman continues to be one of the most interesting <laughs> dynamics in DC Comics, where, again, not only do you see why Superman has value through the eyes of a character who is cynical and you know, very aggressively trying to change the world. Um, But you also see where he's flawed and where he can improve. And the fact that he is so good is in itself a problem where like (laughs) there's a, there's a moment in the book where it's like, come on, you see what you're doing, right? You're doing that Superman thing where you, you say it. And then because you said it, it changes what it means. It's like you gotta you gotta understand that you have power because you're Superman. You hmm. can't just you can't just say things like that. You need to back it up, and it's cool. Yeah, I, I dig it. I dig it too. Uh, another thing I really dug about this comic was the backup of Justice League Dark. Oh my god, it was so good. Was uh, I so good. I'm so sad that Justice League Dark is just like. I mean, if more people are reading it because it's a backup in the regular Justice League book, then that's awesome. Uh, it should be its own book, and it should sell really well because it's so cool. Like that first page with Etrigan was just like so badass, oh, and then like the the ticker at the end where it was like oh shit just yeah. really good another rom v i believe uh yep. just killing it and we're gonna talk an- about him on another book coming up yes he had a good week this week he did uh we have a new uh jinja ito book called love sickness in hardcover which is good because we're sold out of literally everything else and diamond doesn't have any of that shit in stock whoa hopefully you'll be able to find that through penguin now that I'm now that I have an account with Penguin because we have to because Marvel has moved over to Penguin. That's right. Yeah. Um, we've got Luna number three out and there's a mad magazine with a Jim Woodring cover. <laughs> it sure does have one. Gorgeous. Yeah, I got this. I'm a sucker for a, a solid looking. I just I think the newer Mads are great, and I love the yeah. uh, the mix of just like old shit and new shit that they they have settled on. Where yeah. it's like let's keep it going by like bringing costs down by like putting classic shit in there and having like themed issues. This one is uh, is themed around like the future, so that's like the Back to the Future movie parody and stuff like that. You know, just like kind of. Um, it's cool, and it has that great Jim Woodring cover. It's a fantastic cover. Yeah. 
We got Man Thing by Steve Gerber, complete collection. Nice. That is a very complete collection. It's like a $45 soft cover, but it is ginormous. Um, we got Many Deaths of Layla Star, number one from Ram V. Yeah. Tell me about this, because I got into it, and I realized that I was in over my head. I realized I didn't have enough deep. time to oh, read it. It, it. it basically, like, like I said, I'm sad this week that there was just so many books. I didn't get a chance to really read it, but it's... Um, it's uh, uh, the main character. It's like one of those ones where her death has been foreshadowed. And then it's the story of like how she gets to this point where I think they said she dies twice. Uh, mm. And so um, they don't, you know, he doesn't really give away. There's not a lot telegraphed there, but, um, but the art is, I, do, do you have a, I don't have the book in front of me, so I'm not sure. The artist is Andre Philippe. Andrade, is that right? Uh, Philippe Andrade. Yeah, and uh, I like that. It's kind of that new school, like, where what I c- kind of refer to as, like, the new yeah. school, like, Giannis, Milo yep. Giannis, yep. kind of, like, looking stuff. Uh, um, so I liked it. Uh, it was really cool. Um, and I know that I'll really like it. I just, I can't, unfortunately, say more specifics about uh, the story. I wish uh, I should have done a little bit of research on it because... Rom V can do no wrong. It seems that way. But it's a lot easier to process an issue of Catwoman uh, <laughs> in flip style than it is in yes. something that like this that has so, like a introduction of a whole cast of characters and a new world and all that. But I'll buy this, guaranteed. All right, this is something that I'm very excited about, um, and it was the biggest surprise of the week by a by a massive, massive long shot. Um, that would be Mighty uh, Valkyries. Oh. Holy shit. What the hell? This was one of my favorite books this week, and I hated that last Jane Foster Valkyrie series. Yeah. I have not liked any of these things. This feels like a... Well, I mean, it's Jason Aaron. It feels like a direct, like, basically like as though the Jane Foster Thor ended... And then this just took up right where it left off. And it's a combination of all the tropes and the characterization. And it feels very much in the world of the old Jane Foster Thor series, except that it's also incorporating a lot of the Thor Ragnarok movie stuff, including the Valkyrie from that series. Yeah. The new, they're calling her the new Valkyrie. They are not calling her the new Valkyrie. In fact, they name her in this because she never had a name before. Oh, it said new Valkyrie as like the chapter title is where I got that. That could be it. But literally she is, she gets her name in this. I don't think she has ever been named before. I was really on the fence with this one. And I really like the, like I loved that Thor movie and I loved Tessa Thompson as yeah. the oh, yeah. so like a comic with kind of like <laughs> my style of art but it was just like that was just the backup and then the first part was just like I just really didn't like the art on it but oh, um my god I thought this was cool. this was a damn delight now I regret and, not buying it and more than that um I I mean this was part of it before but I think the all weapon is the smartest move they've ever made as far as like <laughs> adding a definitive weapon to a character what a what a cool move i don't know what it is i guess i don't know what's the uh, whole weapon I her don't remember. her weapon that she has can be the hammer it can be uh. the axe it is it is whatever she needs at the time huh 
and it sort of it sort of anticipates what she needs. So it's it's not limited to being any one thing. Huh. It's pretty clever. Nice. Uh all right. There are so many covers to this fucking book. Yeah. <laughs> scrolling and scrolling. Um Monstrous number thirty three. Going strong. Nightwing number seventy nine. This was really good. Yeah. I love the the new uh Nightwing run. Uh this is Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo um, from conti- continuing their partnership, creative partnership after their amazing Suicide Squad run that I wish was still going on. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but I liked this. This was another like quick flip for me, but it just looks great. Old Guard Tales Through Time number one. Got that. Yeah. Uh, orcs number three. I like orcs. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like orcs. I love the art. It's, I don't know, it's cool. Yeah, it's a fun book. Um, Orphan and Five Beasts, number two. God damn, man. Yeah. What a book. Yeah. I don't know what more I can say about this thing. I mean, it is just, it is bloody and violent and insane, and it feels like a direct uh, sequel to uh, Fist of North Star, only even bloodier and crazier. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, it's like a love letter to, like... Movies that I don't remember the titles of from when I worked at Videoport. It's just like the that whole section of. Uh, oh, it's. I mean, definitely the story of Ricky O is yeah. a huge influence on this. Yeah, there you go. Which is one of my favorite films. So I was happy. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Uh, Rain like hammers, number four. Also really cool. Uh, and again, another one that I just kind of flipped through. Um, but this continues to be, I think, the best thing that Brandon Graham has done. It's like a like a sci-fi epic and then also kind of tied together uh, with some autobio short stuff at the end where he talks about like kind of like what what, you know, just whatever he wants, you know, which is really if you follow his art and his his uh, his stuff, you know, like, you yeah. know, that's it's cool. I like it a lot. I love Ooh. his art. And I skipped post-Americana number five. Oh, my God. This I did read. <laughs> I did not. Tell it's us. so good. Uh, I mean, so I, I know it's great. It's just continuing to get kind of crazier. Um, but there's like a couple characters that showed up in the last issue. And then even before that, uh, remember that guy that like showed up and slaughtered everybody? And then he had like the wolf partner. Oh, yeah. Well, like it's basically like you find out where they're from and it's basically just like the craziest like version of Disney <laughs> maybe mixed with like a little bit of like uh uh Miyazaki uh wait who am I is that the right did yeah. I say that right yeah yeah, yeah yeah like it's just kind of like this this cartoon this movie studio that like has I don't know it's just crazy like so there's all these like it's so crazy all these cartoon characters that are like that that are interactive like that are like in this world like that that like oh, interact with the people so there's like there's like Egbert was like on the cover that egg thing yep. and um there's just like these weird and the there's, little pink karate elephant yeah and there's uh, the, I can't remember the name of the karate elephant, but it's that's some that's he has like probably the biggest role of all of them. But um, they basically get into this studio, and all of the characters from all of these films and whatnot are um, are in there, and and 
it's just fucking nuts. You can tell, like, obviously, Stoko must have worked in animation at some point or has something to say about uh, studio uh, factory idea generation, yeah. whatever. Uh, but also just so violent. And then this is a six issue mini. So this is the fifth issue. So it sets up kind of like a, it's like a definite penultimate kind of thing where shit just gets kind of crazy. It's amazing how different the series is now than it was when it started. Well, anyway, just one of the best. I love it. Um, we got a retro fan magazine. Number 14, we got I am a fan Sacred. of retros. It's pretty fun, actually. Um, <laughs> Sacred Six, number eight, cool. is out. We got finally, uh, you know, like I'd say two months too late, uh, the Scarlet Witch by James Robinson complete collection that everybody was looking for, but it was completely out of print <laughs> while uh, Scarlet Witch was on the air. Uh, I mean, obviously it still is in streaming, but when it was super relevant, we did not have it. Yeah. Uh, Scooby-Doo, where are you? 109. I mean, there's definitely still going to be people like me who just finished that series. Right. So, I mean, and <laughs> Good this habit. is like, if you want to read a Scarlet Witch series, this is the one to read. Outside of House of M, this is the best Scarlet Witch series. Nice. Uh, Scooby-Doo, where are you? We got Spectre Inspectors, number three. Nice. Which is a I great like that. book. Yeah, I like that book. Um, Spider-Woman, number 11. Uh, Star Wars Darth Maul Son of Dothamir trade paperback that is the like I think the last series that was put out by Dark Horse uh. and now it's being republished by Marvel we got Star Wars Dr. Afra number nine Stray Dogs number three uh, Stray Dogs number three was so sad oh my it. god of course it was. oh man I'm I, I'm fully on board with with the stray dogs now. Oh um, really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's like so if you're not and, and you're just like, huh? What's stray dogs? It's it's like 101 Dalmatians if they lived in the house of a serial murderer who basically kills people and takes their dogs and then keeps the dogs. And so the dogs, it's very kind of like beasts of burden, but it's got this like Don Bluth like uh like. The more animated film personalities of the dogs, too. Yeah, it's not like, like in it's a not, Don Bluth kind of way. Definitely, like all go- all dogs go to heaven or whatever, like those kind of yeah. films. But it's like, um, but it's it's definitely dark. So basically, what's going on now is like, this is the third issue, and the dogs are starting to figure out. Like basically, they find the bodies in this one, and it's rough. Well, it's real rough. That's but it's also, it's just, I don't know. I think it's a really good book. And then at the worst, it's actually almost worse emotionally is like at the end of it, the fan letters, it's just people sending in pictures of their dogs. No. <laughs> so there's literally, you get to the end and it's just like two full letter <laughs> column pages of pictures of dogs. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. My, my wife could not read this book. Like she would definitely yeah. like not be able to get through it. Yeah, I think there are probably a bunch of people who would have issues with this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But it is it's very good. It's a clever idea and it's got a lot of heart. The nice. characters, the dog characters are like they all have like or at least a lot of them have distinct personalities. It's That's kind of cool. it feels a little derivative of Beast of Burden, but um 
This I don't is, know. It's smart. Yeah. It's cool. It's different. It has a way different style. I wasn't sold on it after the first issue, but I think the second one I got a little bit more on board, and I and I bet if I read this one, I think I would probably be sold as well. Yeah, this one was definitely like moved the plot forward a lot because oh, nice. the dogs all know what's up now, and the guy is still killing people. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it would be a great film. Awesome. Which you could Which tell it, it was like probably like... already it's already in development. Oh. Oh yeah. It was in development before the issue hit the stands. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling that it was like maybe like they had pitched it and it didn't take, so they made a comic and then people were like, Oh, now that I see it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's the deal. Yeah. Uh Superman Red and Blue number two is out. Cool. First issue ruled. I didn't check this one out. But this I mean, one didn't grab me as much, but I, for this one, it just it needs to be an artist that I really. And yeah. no offense to any of the artists that are drawing this one, but it just didn't grab me. Fair. Uh, Superman up in the sky trade paperback. I believe that is the Tom King. Yes. Yeah, it was those Walmart ones. Yep. Uh, Sword number five is out. It's one of the better X titles, and it is shockingly popular. And I could not have ever imagined that like sword would outsell x-force but it does i find that a common thing of doing this podcast is that when things that are even tangentially related to the marvel cinematic universe come out in comic books you are surprised that they are popular yeah but like sword was in the wanda and wandavision and it's like so it's like all of these things it's like i think that there's like there is a core built-in audience that's following things that are from that cinematic universe deal shocker like i've it's happened several different times where i've been like oh but that's from this and it's weird. I think it's I think that maybe things are actually finally catching up because yeah. back in the day it was like uh and I've talked to tons of other retailers who have echoed this exact sentiment that like as soon as something comes out as a movie, people fall off the book. Oh. And that <laughs> that has been a very common thing, but uh yeah. I think this is smarter because I think that these are all little nuggets of like what's this i don't know maybe if you read one of the comics you might find out well and also like all of these films and television shows are just being mined from the comics so like if you're following like whatever you know like you it maybe that's the thing that people have started to kind of like you know like they're looking for like spoilers basically yeah. like maybe that's it i don't yeah. know i don't no, know i think you're, true, i but. think that's it i think it is also covid might have just changed people's like yeah. maybe people are reading more than they were before you know like maybe that maybe could be people it. have more disposable income uh, that before. is definitely true yeah i do <laughs> i mean because people aren't going out they're not doing there's a thousand yeah. things they're not doing yeah so yeah i think people have i've, more I've been to a restaurant in a year and a half like yeah you know, like just that alone exactly um, we got, uh, we got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 116. I don't have cool. a clue what's going on in this series right now. Um, no, I all I know is that the B cover is a Kevin Eastman cover with, uh, I guess that's Michelangelo. I'm looking at it from a distance and he's got a guitar strapped across his back and he, <laughs> uh, I believe he is going to try to be a rock star. Nice. So, uh, nobody deserves it more, Mike. I mean, it's true. I mean, you absolutely <laughs> deserve it. You are... You are the party dude, let's yeah. face it. Yeah. Uh, Trials of Ultraman, number two of five, is out. Cool. 
We got Truth and Justice, number three. Um, you know, the only thing I want to th- shout out with that is that the artist of that, Ray Anthony Height, is uh, like, I follow him on Twitter, uh, and he just seems like a real solid, like, fucking cool person. Nice. And uh, he drew that, and it's a Constantine story. I don't know where these Truth and Justices are coming from, if they're, like, digital first or, like, because it's, like, different characters were? every time. But um, I don't know. It was cool. Look cool. Yeah. I think those are digital firsts, but I'm I'm not positive. Uh, Ultra Mega number two. Oh man! Simply one of the best comics to ever exist in the history of comics, without question. Would absolutely second that. I love this book. Uh, uh, and the, his... this the thing about it is that it's not what you think it is. No. Like the first issue, you're like, okay, it's big kaiju's fighting. That's so small compared to where it goes and where it like it narrows down into a street level gangs of kaiju who are basically on the side of the bad guy kaiju yeah and then yeah it's like mini kaijus yeah essentially and they're like oppressing a neighborhood in the name of these outer space monsters and it's well, I think that they after the work for them after I, I this one is another one where it's like uh, you know I I did read through it but i do need to absorb more but i think maybe what is that like at the end of the first one the evil monster killed the ultra mega guy and so now it's like the landscape of the world is different and there's there's the the evil faction is is uh, is in control and so then you have these other characters that are yeah, it's like mo- it's like a mob boss kind of situation where you've got like levels going all the way up. Yeah. And I think at the end of that is literally this kaiju. Right. And this that- guy <laughs> that you're following is the kid of the yeah. guy that died in the 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 the, the big guy that died in yes. the the good, big good guy that died. And he is like an ultraman in that he, you know, does the does the hand signals and then grows huge. Yes. But the character designs in this book are just like beyond. Like, it's I so James perfect. Heron is just everything is perfect. Everything <sighs> is perfect. Yeah, I I can't. I don't think there's anyone since like Darwin Cook that I've been like as on fire about like buying every single thing that I see that they do. Like, I just really love his art. It's just got so much energy and so many like what he's like Kirby level. I think. How is he doing this? Is the other question. What do you mean? These are sixty page issues. Oh yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that. He was working prior to this. It's not like he saved this up for a year. Well, but he was doing kind of like special projects. Yeah. Like the only thing that I remembered him doing, he did like the first like three pages of uh, Deceased. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. And he That's did. Right. Yeah. Like it was weird. It was like I wondered if like he was the first artist and then like he couldn't continue it or if they just got him to do the part where dark side unleashed the anti-life. Or I think whatever. that was, I think the idea was that he was just there f- to do like the special event part of it, the way yeah. that they used to do that with Stoko. Yeah. Like Marvel used to grab him and they'd be like, something crazy just happened. And it was like, here's the space, like this gigantic, like totally splash page of nonsense. And it's all his amazing art. Yeah. And then he did that. Um, 
like that crazy Captain Carrot story that was in that <laughs> weird uh, DC like dog days of summer or yeah. something like that. Like just these random things that he would do. But I feel like he did like during the last year, like maybe he didn't have stuff coming out. Maybe he just like that. This is what he did. He just like yep. backlogged like a shit ton of art pages. Like crazy. I don't know. It's a, uh, it's great. I love Ultra Mega. It's like easily my favorite comic right now. It, it, yeah, it's it's just it's one of the best things I've ever read. It's like I don't have a comic collection at home for obvious reasons, <laughs> and this is the first comic that I've been like, "Fuck, I want to have this in my house in issue form in a box that I can go back to and look at," as opposed to owning the trade. Yeah, like I. It's it's so special. It's so good. I I can't say enough good things about this book. Yeah, yeah. This Ultra is Mega great. is the goddamn best. Yep. Um, Usagi Yojimbo number nineteen great. is obviously always good. Uh, Vengeance of Vampirella is always boobs. Um, <laughs> Walking Dead number thirteen is the same as it was twenty years ago, <laughs> but now in color. Yeah. It does look uh, which, good. It looks great, and the better quality covers and everything, so they don't get bashed up. Yep. Like I think it's awesome. I'm so happy they're doing this. I've said it before. I would 100 percent be the person getting this every month, like or two weeks, I guess. Yeah. Because it, I love the fact that you can get. I wish they would do this with so many things. I wish they would do this with fucking Amazing Spider-Man. Like, I would be. So on board with starting with Spider-Man number one and buying Spider-Man number one through. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, they used to do it with Marvel Tales and. Yeah, but um, just doing them as facsimiles is a different story. Like, oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Marvel, like, I feel like it's like now some of these like old reprint books are so old that like it feels like they're almost like. Like, they almost feel as collectible as some of the, like, you know. I mean, um, it is funny, though. But to have them coming out. The thing with Marvel that, for me, is that, like, when they do the old stuff, it's all glossy, and yep. it's all, they redo the colors, and it's like, this, maybe I'm alone in this, and people don't give a shit, and I'm just old and stupid, but it's like, <laughs> I feel like the, the shit was drawn for flat colors. Yeah. And when they recolor it, like it's like this three-dimensional thing. It just looks weird. It's not. It doesn't look as good to me. Like it's, I've I've often wondered if it's possible to recreate that. I think without the materials, it like is like without without literally printing it on a four-color press. Right. Like I don't think you can do it. No. I mean, you. I DC comes pretty close. With, DC still um, looks weird. Like it's it still, still it's looks still, weird, it's but clearly they clearly digital on newsprint. Right, but it's st- but it is on newsprint and it is flat. It's it is gorgeous. So it's like, like when I you get like those Kirby books, like for instance, that yep. was like something where it's like it still is on that like kind of matte kind of yeah newsprint oh, yeah. kind of, but it's still like a higher quality paper. It, like it just looks nice. It doesn't age very well. Uh, I found some of those DC things uh, if you don't like keep them like very uh, like yeah. out completely away from any kind of like yeah, the light swamp source thing or books whatever. Are like that, yeah, definitely. they like yellow like really yep. crazy. But um, but I still like how they look uh, a lot. 
but the Marvel stuff is always glossy and always, I just hate the coloring on it. I don't, it's like, it's not why try to make it look modern. It's like 60 years old. Like, I don't know, but this is me. Okay. Here's one, uh, way of X number one. Ooh. Did you get a chance to look at this? Cause I, I am so curious about this. I book. read this book. Um, it's interesting. I mean, it, it, it was sold as basically Nightcrawler founds a new Krakoan religion. And it seems like that is part of the plot. Uh, the ending of this is much different than like the, the, I don't know what you would call it. The little kicker at the end was not what I was expecting for the plot of this book. Um, it goes in a direction. We get introduced to a, a character, a classic X-Men character that we haven't seen yet, uh, who is a, one of their biggest powerhouses, and he has not been around, and I was confused. Huh. Because he is clearly still insane, and he is clearly unbalanced and uh, not at Krakoa currently. So, an huh. interesting, an interesting person to have out there in the world. And uh, but the issue itself was really fun. I liked, I like the characterization. There's still some moments like the things that people hate about this new X Men stuff, like the way that they're all kind of royal. Like the way that they are all so aloof. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. There's, it's <laughs> still there. You know, it starts off with basically like, I mean, it's Hickman, so he's not a fucking idiot. Yeah. There's a reason why everyone is exhibiting this level of hubris. You know, it's for a point. Yeah. It will have a story point at some point, you know? Like, yeah. But I mean, it starts off with Professor X uh, talking to Kurt and being like, Oh, your God, we uh, took care of your God, your dusty old God, when we made death uh, a thing of the past. So we're the first post-mortal beings. So let's let's just uh, not worry so much about what your God thinks about stuff, buddy. And it's like he's really like crazy dismissive of, you know, his heartfelt religious beliefs yeah yeah and and also uh he basically gets the you know nightcrawler is kind of like huh kind of a good point hmm (laughs) and so huh there's there's some weird weird moments of of introspection in this uh and and some good there's some good character stuff between him and uh, and magneto as well magneto is one of the best current X-Men characters as far as a character who is really fully developed in the new Krakoa version of things. Magneto is one of my favorites. Okay. I really enjoy him um, because he's, he's weirdly repentant for the way that he did things, but not for the right reasons. He's not like, Oh boy, why did I? Why did I hurt so many people? Why did I sink that nuclear submarine no, full of people? No, 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 no. He's like, I wasted so much time. This was the way for unity was just by overwhelming them, like Charles did. <laughs> Turns out Charles knew what was up. This is how we become the superior race. And it's like, ugh. 
it sounds bad when you <laughs> yeah no i mean like i just to me it's like when i read the modern x-men comics it, it reads like they're all villains <laughs> and i'm just kind of like i'm just I, I i thought that this might be like when i read the solicit for it where it was like nightcrawler is like trying to reconcile like who he used to be with how everybody is now and i was like oh, okay somebody on the inside is like and nightcrawler has always been a character that was like a heart of the x-men character yes. like you know kind of like if the x-men ceased to exist like nightcrawler would be like like when they did the thing where uh in house of m and nightcrawler was basically like the the main superhero you know yeah, like yeah. it was like like that's he's mainstream Marvel, you know? Yep. Um, and I, I just kind of, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just not a huge Hickman fan. I, you know, it's <laughs> fair enough, whatever, but it sounds, this one looked interesting to me. It is, it is interesting. Reasons. And I have been, I've been following a lot of the core X titles and I've been rereading everything. I'm enjoying it. I mean, but again, there is there is obviously a level of hubris going on with the whole thing that is intentionally put there and is going to lead to some sort of gigantic crisis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So enough about the X-Men. How about we go on to the Women of Marvel, number one. This was great. This was great. Yeah. Yeah, I loved this. Uh, I was mostly in it because I found out that there was a solo uh, Marrow story. So I was like, okay, fucking A, I'm totally in. But there was a lot of other great stuff in it as well. But that Marrow story ruled. Yeah, there was a bunch of cool, really, like, one-page things, too, that were, like, really fun. Um, There was a good She-Hulk book uh, little story in there. Um, and, uh, like, again, this is not something that I read cover to cover or whatever, but it was nice because it was such a bunch of like chopped up, like little short bits. I could actually read a few of them. Um, but yeah, yeah. that, that Marrow story was cool. And just like overall, just the, I love a, I love a good anthology and, uh, and this was cool. And I loved the little thing at the end where it's like, here's all the women that work at Marvel behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, and like Louise Simonson did a, like a f- introduction to it. That was cool to read. If you're like, she's one of my favorites, like yes, wrote all a lot of my favorite stuff from when I was a tangential Marvel reader in the eighties. Like she wrote power pack and <laughs> fucking edited X-Men and wrote X factor, which was like my favorite book forever. Anyway, whatever it's yeah. women of Marvel is great. Yep. Uh, we got the library edition of World of Black Hammer Volume Two, nice big old hardcover. Is this like all the miniseries? Yes. Cool. Yep. Um, and let me see, what is this? It is. Oh, of course, it doesn't want to tell me. It's Quantum Age and uh, Forty Five. Huh. So those two miniseries. Quantum Age was probably my least favorite of all of the Black Hammer stuff, yeah. but also Legion of Superheroes is clearly what it's based on, and Legion yeah. of Superheroes is my least favorite <laughs> DC thing. So it's probably figure. everyone's least favorite, except for a tiny. Except handful. for the people that are like freaks about it. I know there's a, there are people who love it. Yep, there uh, are, and I will. I God will, bless. I've him. learned not to shit on the Legion around those people. <laughs> You're talking about Gerald Walker. I know. No, I'm not. I, I mean, I guess I am technically, but I'm not specifically talking about him. No. Um, Gerald I'm, Walker loves the Legion, and I mean, it makes me happy that he loves it. But I, I can't. I can't figure it out. I think that there is like a sweet spot of Legion 
that like if you were around for it and yeah, it was and, so and it too. hit you at that time yeah. then you're just a lifer and it doesn't matter and i think that's the case with x-men as well yeah and teen titans which is yep. my thing it's probably you know? it's probably that case with almost everything where yeah, like yeah. you hit the right thing like i hit wolverine at a time when it was like the best wolverine stories were going on and totally. so i was like oh shit this is the greatest thing ever and now i just read every wolverine thing no matter how terrible it is <laughs> yeah for me uh hellboy is a thing like that yep. like i hit me hellboy too. like right when it started in the early, in the late 90s and yep. You know, now it's like every Hellboy thing that comes out and, you know, legitimately some of it isn't that great. And I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Yep, it's Hellboy. Yeah, like, me too. It reminds me of a time when I loved the world and comics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Got dark right in the middle there. Yeah, Good job. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Wind with a Y. Uh, the hardcover edition is out. This one is gorgeous. <laughs> it's in a smaller format, but it's in a really nice hardcover. Um it's it's a great addition, and I also like the book. So, if that's your thing, yeah, it is in a nice presentation. We have X Factor Epic Collection Trade Paperback Angel of Death. That would be the when uh, when Angel turned into the Angel of Death for the Four Horsemen. So, oh yeah, no Angel storyline. Speaking of Louis Simonson, Walter Simonson, exactly. that was a fantastic uh, run. Uh, if you've never read those, check that out. Yeah, super good. Uh, Very good. X-Force number 19 cool. is out. Didn't read it, but I've been loving X-Force since the beginning. Uh, and another one of the best books that's out this week is a book called You Promised Me Darkness. Uh, this is phenomenal. It's it's weird how it is very similar in on its surface to Heroes, the TV series. However... Uh. It's very good. Is this and that behemoth one? Yes, this is that behemoth yeah, comic. Yeah. This is, and this is the new secret that I'm going to be using forever. So technically, for listeners to the, this podcast, those issues aren't actually damaged. I put that on there to get the scalpers off them. <laughs> <laughs> this is put, why you listen to the end. I put, I put, I put a notice on them that says one per customer and slight damage. There's no slight damage. I fucking lied because they're selling for $25 or $35 a copy on eBay. And I was like, fuck you guys. Come on. I want people to read these. And I knew how bad it was going to piss me off when I got like a person ordering one copy of this just specifically so that they could go flip it, you know, which is literally it costs me money to send somebody a single comic for $4. Like I basically lose money on that transaction. Yeah. Because it's wasting my time. Yeah. And so I didn't want to deal with that. And I didn't want to up price it or do anything stupid like that. So I just lied, which is really <laughs> funny. And I kind of love it. And I think that might be the future for me on yeah. these is just to fib about damage. <laughs> hey, in the world of Diamond, it's plausible as hell. Too. <laughs> it sure is. I mean, we ha- we did have some legitimate damages this week. Like, all of our all of Ultra Mega. That is not a lie on Ultra Mega, where it says that there's slight damage to the covers on those. Yeah. Those got a those got a bump. But, but it's just a the little. The B ding. cover is is mint. So if you want if you want a mint copy of that, you can just grab the B cover. Yeah. And hopefully by next week. Honestly, Diamond's new return thing, their new damage reports, are really good, and our shit comes in fast. Oh, cool! Like quite often, we get our damage returns before the next week's books show up, oh. and that is unheard of. Wow. Back in the day, it used to be two orders later. 
Wow. Like now it's like the same week. Damn. So they must have taken a lot of shit for all their damaged books. It's it's so insane. <laughs> the number of things like you know, the they're bad at their job. You know, and they're yeah. suffering for it. If they hadn't gotten complacent and hadn't just treated us all like shit, you know, maybe we would have backed them up on this stuff. But well, they like, were, yeah, because they were the only game in town, so they didn't have any reason to like. Yeah. And now there's like all these people that don't do that shit. That, yeah. You know, and it's and like, now well, we see how another company ships stuff, and we're like, wait, you could have been using packing material in these boxes. <laughs> Why didn't you do that? They use packing material, a single sheet of one-ply cardboard (laughs) stuck between the books. And that was it. I mean, sometimes we didn't always get that piece of cardboard. So sometimes (laughs) if UPS ignores the this end up on those, it'll just shuffle the books if they forgot to put that piece of cardboard in there. No, that definitely used to happen when I I worked at the shop. I hate that. Yeah. (laughs) It's the worst. But, like, now there's, like, bubble wrap on stuff. I got a box of replacements for bags and boards because we ordered bags when we couldn't get them from BCW and they had taken them out of the shitty Chinese wrapping, like the the thing that breaks and explodes and all the bags get destroyed. Mm. You know, well, we've never gotten an order of bags in that wasn't partially destroyed. We've never gotten a full order of bags from Diamond in the 15 years that we've been here. Huh. So... You know, they're garbage. And this this one order, it was in a diamond box, in like a heavy-duty box, with shit packed around the edges, and like, it came completely intact. And it's like, yeah, losing Marvel will do that to you, doesn't it? <laughs> now you want to treat us nice, huh? Yeah. Now that Marvel has abandoned ship, you're going to actually start packing shit? Yeah. It was like, we started seeing like better packing when DC left. But now that Marvel's gone, they're like, uh, um, <laughs> guys, we've got bubble wrap too. That's kind of shitty. Oh, you know, of like, course it is. it's just like, fuck you. Like, your whole product <laughs> that you sell is like quality dependent. Like, it, it's like you can't. To collectors. Yeah. I mean, it's like how good of shape it is, is the most important factor. <laughs> it's like, and oh. why would there be the only place that ships stuff be the place, like, just like have it be like they don't give a shit <laughs> I know. What it, or condition it arrives in it's like you're almost like guarantee like what do they keep like one of everything and then sell that shit when it becomes valuable is it like a big racket it is because he does own a comic shop a series of comic shops yep so diamond owns a series of shops so they get it all in knows. 9.8 and then ship it out so that it gets all right. fucked up I and mean, then they well, have the line on fuck that and that was when when midtown started selling stuff i was like oh neat I think I know what's going to happen here. You know, everything that they have is going to be pristine, and then all the damages are going out to us assholes. Uh. You know, and then they were like, this is too much responsibility. Goodbye. <laughs> and I was like, eh, eh. Yeah, that's I'm right. Okay they with... lasted like a month. <laughs> yeah, they did not. They made it like, I think, three months, four yeah, yeah, months, yeah, something was... like that, but it was not long. No. Nope. Uh, but now we have Penguin, who know how to pack things, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Because I mean, books, I worked at a bookstore. Books would still come damaged too sometimes, oh, but oh you know. Oh, I mean, Penguin's going to be weird because I don't know that they're going to change their terms at all for comic shops, oh. which will be, it'll be very strange because that will mean that my discount 
will be the same discount that Midtown gets. My discount will be the same discount that discount comic retailer, whatever fucking online wholesaler gets. Oh, wow. My, and also my discount will be the same that a shop that sells five copies of a Marvel book gets. So like little tiny shops will be given an edge that they've never had before. Like, I mean, you know, we spend thousands of dollars a week on our orders. So we are a mid tier. We're not, we're not a high end shop, but we're not a, we're not a tiny shop either. Yeah. We like, there was a, there was definitely a time when we got a thank you note from image that was like, thanks for being a top 200 retailer. And we were like, what (laughs) really are cool. So like one month we had broken into the top 200 of, of image retailers. Oh wow. Which was really strange. Makes me sad that image doesn't sell that many books. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They used to, but I don't know. Image makes, I don't know. There's some really, uh, I don't know if you were looking in through ultra mega, they had, uh, some ads for, uh, some upcoming, um, I don't think I maybe it wasn't it. ultra mega. Maybe it was a different image book. Uh, cause now I'm looking, that's the only copy of the comic that I have and it's not in there, but there was another image book that had, uh, and there's like, there's a new Declan Shalvey book that looks really good. It like does, yeah. nobody, if you love comics, but are just kind of like, have been reading them long enough to realize that like Superman is never going to change. Batman is never going to change. You know, like the image is like, that's where you go because like yeah. they're getting people. It's not like, I don't know. I'm not trying to shit on like IDW or, but like dark horse and image really are the ones that like yeah. get like the kind of like creative quality that matches like your taste you know like your like if you love good yeah. comics you know yeah yeah no it's true you know, and road I mean, i'm going down but image boom is also coming into its own yeah you boom know, is like has a house style i feel like though like they, yes they absolutely do There's it's a good a certain, quality thing i mean i think that's an interesting thing though to have a sort of i guess you got to call it sort of independent at this point Uh, comic company like boom that has a house style you know that's like a yeah that's a big move you know like i mean even valiant didn't do that and that was like the biggest move the comic industry has seen in 30 years was valiant yeah yeah valiant or the the rebirth of valiant i should say yeah the rebirth of valiant the problem with that was that they just never stuck with a book like yeah. you know, and I don't whatever reason there was for that. I think Asha Oni is worth like shouting out as yeah. like you know quality books from from a company. I think there's a lot. You were mentioning Behemoth and, and Behemoth there's a lot has, of like honestly, I haven't read a bad Behemoth book yet. I feel the same way about Ahoy. Like I just Ahoy everything I've read so from Ahoy good. has been really good, and I know also is like in the lower tiers of sales, oh, but very very low. But I mean, uh, Aftershock is so hit or miss. Um, yeah. I find that they have they have some good stuff, but they're not not a hundred percent. Scout is a is doing some cool stuff. Yep. But they definitely have their their big misses. Like, and honestly, I don't even know if they're misses. It's more like they have such a wide breadth of style that it's like there's obviously going to be about twenty five percent that was a hundred percent not for me. Yeah. 
but yeah but image has that thing where it's like to go kind of back to that it's like image has that thing where it's like you know james heron is like i've done this and that and this and that and oh, now yeah. i'm gonna do this book where i just lose my shit on a like or or you know like ultra mega or and that's that's it i mean but that's the thing with image that's interesting is that it is it's like hey guys i was the batman artist now i want to do a thing and it's like it can't just be like, I'm a great artist and I have a great product. Yeah. You have to come in and be like, I'm a name. Now I want to do my own thing. Yeah. And they'll let you, you know, like Sean shows up and he's like, Hey image, I got this thing, publish it. And they go, okay, sir. <laughs> you know? And like some, <laughs> some other person shows up at the door and they're like, uh, yeah. And who the fuck are you buddy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Totally. But that said, Still love them. Yeah. Um, so you, we were talking about Behemoth being the 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 you. What was it called? You. Behemoth's deal so far has but been, their book from this week. You something. Oh, uh, b- 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 you promised me darkness. You promised me darkness. Yeah, that was one to check out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Okay. Uh, yeah. So essentially, the idea is, it's like a lot of these Behemoth books. It is a black and white. It looks like a girl uh, walks home at night. It's very similar to that book. Yeah. Uh, it's on newsprint. It is black and white, and it is more like white and black. It is like mostly negative space kind of stuff. It's like splattery black ink. It is its own thing, and it is dark and intense. And it's a superhero book that's about like, Haley's Comet, blah, 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 gives people superpowers. And so some people get, some people get like the happy go lucky fun time superpower. And some people get a cursed superpower. And this, these two twins get the curse, or not twins, I think they're just brother and sister. Yeah. Um, they get the cursed power and now they're being chased by some sort of evil being that feeds on superpowers. So you can see where the kind of heroes thing yeah. of the guy that eats their brains kind of storyline. But uh Which is funny too because I also thought of um foot soldiers when I was reading it in terms soldiers. of like um that was a uh, ooh man, I'm dating myself. Uh-oh. So Foot Soldiers was uh was a black and white comic about uh like people who inherit superpowers um but it was huh. a little more comic booky than this okay um but i don't know it had like t- I, I maybe it's just in my head because i revisited them recently but phil hester's old black and white stuff like yep. the the ratch and stuff like that like i don't think yeah, the yeah. art style is very similar but just like black and white comics made by someone to be black and white it's like some black and white stuff feels like it's like drawn to oh, be yeah, yeah. like um color like it's like color stuff that just gets published in black and white this This is is like not not it's very like (laughs) dynamic black black and white white. artwork and it's really cool i'm glad you turned me on to this one i honestly don't know what a colorist would do with this book yeah like if someone was like now we're gonna release the color edition i think a colorist would look at it and go the fuck you are (laughs) yeah uh, the two-tone color edition maybe right we'll put some beige on this shit right exactly (laughs) they'll be (laughs) I could change the background, maybe. I don't yeah, know. No, it's, it's it's definitely stylized. It's uh, its own cool. thing, and it is it is a wonderful thing. And I do like. Please check it out. Um, it, it makes me sad to think about the fact that 
there's when this shit happens and the scalpers go crazy on a book like this, what happens is that nobody buys it because it's only going to people who want to case it in carbonite and never look at it again. And that's a bummer. Yeah, that you know, is a bummer. Like, that's a real sad story. Why is it selling for so much? Is it get optioned or something? Or? I do not know if it's been optioned. I just know that it's funny because normally it would be something where it's like, no, it has a low print run. This thing sold 30,000 copies. Huh. And I have no idea how. Was it the name? Isn't it like there's a creative name on it? Is that someone who's known maybe, maybe or something? I don't think so. Like I don't think I've I don't think I've seen anything about this that I mean Damien Connolly do you yeah, know who that is I don't I don't let's, either let's do a quick Google a quick Google okay you do it I'm doing it <laughs> I'm too slow <laughs> I've already I'm already typing it Damien Connolly you say yes oh it came right up Damien Connolly <laughs> it's it's gonna turn out to be a Nazi or something terrible. No, that's not it's true. It's a I journalist? A no, like is this that. the same? Wait, hold on. Comic. C-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y. Yeah, no, I... F- comic book creator. Nope. <laughs> no? Nope, just comes up this book. Huh. You promised me darkness. Maybe it's like uh, someone feels like it's going to be a new Donny Cates or something. So weird. Yeah, no idea. But, I mean, it's beautiful, and it's it's a great book. And uh, I can see why somebody might feel like this might be a thing, because it's it's definitely got that kind of – it's got that kind of energy. Yep. It's – it is definitely a strong a strong entry. Uh, and also, it's funny because uh, uh, I was talking to Joe Schmalky about something a while ago, and he was like, make sure you check out this book. And I was like, oh, totally. I'm all over this thing. I'd already ordered, you know, however many copies. But he was huh. like, check this thing out. This thing's going to be big. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Huh. So. What does he know? He knows a little too much. <laughs> The fix is in. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of them now. <laughs> Stupid lizard people. Uh, God, I wish. Wish I knew the lizard people. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're way over the hour 15 mark. Yeah, Let's yeah. get out of here. All, All right. right. Thank you so much, Bob. And I will see you next week. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.